Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Councilmember Anthony Phillips represents Philadelphia's 9th District, covering Burrow Home, Crescentville, East Oak Lane, Fern Rock, Lawndale, Longcrest, Logan, Melrose Park, Mount Airy, on the Oxford Circle, Summerdale, West Oak Lane. You are one person. How do you cover all of these places? <laughs> you know, it's so funny when people would talk about the 9th District, all we ever heard about was East Oak Lane. Who the hell knew it was all these places? <laughs> craziness good morning sir so there's a couple of things going on in the city uh, i think i'm going to talk to state rep Derisha parker about one of those things uh, a bill that was just passed at the state uh, house yesterday impacting people any crime that was committed within 500 feet of the septa you know any kind of right. major transportation hub i'll talk to her about that because i want to right. hear well, how, what that's going to be about. But what's going on locally in City Hall? And if that's a part, are you, are you guys a part of any of that, that bill that was just passed? Uh, no, but I, I, um, I am totally looking forward to hearing uh, State Rep Parker's uh, commentary on that. Now, no, we were not part of that particular bill. Um, but what I will say is that uh, today, yesterday uh, was the final session of the year uh, for Philadelphia City Council. And so is that why it lasted so long? How long it did la- it last? Oh, my God. We were there up until three, almost three o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. And <laughs> the reason being is that this is the final day for not only Jim Kenney um, as a legislator, but oh. this, this is the final day uh, for Dale Clark as president of city council. Uh, over 40 years of service to the city of Philadelphia. Um, in my remarks, I mentioned that uh, I was, uh, I, when he started, I think I was almost like five, six, five years, something like that. My name's born. Um, and so the reality of the matter is that he's been there for so long. And, you know, you know, council, you know, every council president brings a different flavor uh, to uh, to the work. And he's the only council president I've known. And uh, what he brought was he tried to have council members more unified. He tried to mentor and support them with resources, particularly me. Uh, so we wish him great success, um, all the service that he's done in the city. One of the most important things he helped the ninth district with is the neighborhood preservation initiative, uh, Council President Clark, him and Former Councilman Cheryl Parker, um, they were advocates on making sure there was funding for driveways, retaining walls, alleys, and other you know infrastructure that's expensive that is owned by property owners. Um, and so I was able to inherit that foundation and continue uh, to, to focus on those issues as much as possible. So stop, stop right there. Stop right there. Yes, there sir. was yes, a fire um, recently. Uh, and someone called and said a lot of the alleyways are blocked, like with trash and debris. And and since you have inherited that, you've got a yeoman's job in front of you because when 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 like, when people try to insure their homes and the the insurers come out and they see that debris, that's a problem. And they've been trying to. It's not happening all across the city, but in 
key parts of the city, right? Where the people behind the alleyways where people live, if the trash is not cleared out. Now, uh, uh, Mary Lecturel Parker is talking about a greener, cleaner Philadelphia. Right. I'm hoping that this is a part of this. How are you, sir, going to make sure, now that you have uh, uh, inherited this, make sure that people, uh, it's safe for people, not just from a fire hazard, but from crime in those alleyways and the, behind those park, uh, parking areas of people's houses. No, you, you're, you're absolutely right. One of the one of the things that this MPI program is doing is that it's it's helping to clean up these alleyways. Uh, we need more we need more funding uh, from the federal government to support uh, this this MPI program that we have. And so I think honestly, what needs to happen, and I think under our next administration, it's going to happen. I, I've been praying on it. Uh, but what needs to happen is that the the departments, as soon as they see the debris debris, which is CLIP as well as the streets department. They're involved in it. Um, we need to have the, the manpower, the human power to be able to get out there immediately and start cleaning the debris as soon as it happens. So those alleyways uh, can be cleaned. So our charge and our responsibility um, as city council members is to make sure that the department has a plan. Uh, push them to have a plan to address this on a regular basis. And so um, that's how I plan to tackle it, because it's not only it's not only the alleyways, it's also driveways and retaining walls uh, that people are seeing a lot of complaints about. Um, and, and, and the other thing is, as you're cleaning, because you, it's the definition of insanity is having to come back and do it over and over again. Right? Yes. Put in cameras. In, they, they, come on. Put in cameras in strategic places to start catching some of these people, especially the contractors that are in their cars getting the license plate numbers and the same way y'all can send us tickets on I-76 with them cameras, take them same cameras and put them in those, in the, the high profile areas where you see this kind of debris showing up over and over again. It is not only an eyesight, eyesight sore, it is uh, unhealthy for the people that have to live in those what? communities. Right. No, so. absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's beyond eyesight in the store and actually makes people want to leave Philadelphia uh, when they they have this eyes, this eyesore in front of them. And so here's the thing about the cameras. We we have cameras in a lot of dumping spots in the city of Philadelphia. Not as many as we should. I will admit that. However, the cameras are not. 24-7 monitor. So what really needs to happen, which I'm prayerful that we'll be able to have the funding for the new, for under the new administration, we can work on this, is that we begin to have people who monitor these cameras 24-7, whereas to the point is like, soon as they see dumping happening, there's almost like a squad car coming within, within within five minutes uh, of them of them dumping, and, and that's and not the case right and now. And capturing the license plate because they don't even have to have a squad car coming within five minutes. Capturing the license plate of the of the offender and go getting going after them after that because you know you can go yeah. and figure out where to find them. Um, some of them gotten, some of them gotten really smart. They take they take the you know the, the license plate off, uh, which you know causes more issues because you can't figure out which who, who it is, you know, where, where the car is coming from. So remember um, Phillips, there is a, uh, uh, they, they were saying that it, the Kelly drive is going to go from 35 miles per hour to 25 miles per hour in Philadelphia. And that you all have put legislation forward to make sure that you can have cameras to, you know, in those, uh, some of these other places where there's so many accidents, right? Yeah. And when I first spoke about it yesterday morning it was before I had to drive from, where I live to another other end of the city and the amount of lawlessness, people driving 80 miles per hour and 25 miles per hour uh, speed zone. It's just people jumping on top of creating new lanes, running through red light. I'm like, what is going on? The lawlessness is out of control in the city. 
You know, you know, I, I, I haven't been a driver, believe it or not, for too long. I've owned it. I'm 34 now. I was, I've been driving since 21. Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't remember if it's ever been this bad. It's never been. It's, it's never, never been. been okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because like I hear everyone everywhere we go talk about how fast vehicles are. I'm like, were they were they fast in the nineties or they weren't fast in the nineties or two? They just don't care. I don't I've never seen anything yeah. like it in my life. They just lost all sense of caring and they're tearing up other people's cars. You know, two one two people started fighting yesterday because somebody pulled up to the stop sign before the other one, and they're jumping out the car to. And I'm like, okay, back up your car, Andre, and go in another. It's people have <laughs> just lost their minds out here in these streets. Oh so how my does, god! How does city council can city council address that in any way? Is that something you want yeah, to talk yeah, about? Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So, what 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 those 25 miles per hour signs that, that are going to be placed on Common Avenue, Kelly Drive, um, and also I think along the Roosevelt. Boulevard area, which no, is already the, there, mm-hmm. which is already there. Mm-hmm. Um, what the, what is trying to do is that they're trying to test whether or not um, this is going to help deter people just by seeing the sign to slow down. No, it if won't. It, no, it won't. It will not deter <laughs> them. So what's going to happen is when Someone's, the camera takes a picture and sends them the ticket, and they ignore the ticket because they're going to ignore the ticket. But when they get booted. They'll all show up hollering and screaming, right? That's what's going to slow them down. Because I'm watching on Roosevelt Boulevard. Very few people fly on there now, Councilman Phillips. Because the tickets started coming in. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, and that's exactly what's going to end up happening on Kelly Drive, um, as well as Cotman Avenue. Uh, It's unfortunate because Kelly Drive is actually, Kelly Drive, Lincoln Drive as well. um, Has has seen some of the most horrific accidents. accidents. Ending up in the river. You yes. know, cars yeah. turned upside down, all sorts of crazy things. All sorts of crazy things. And at this point, something needs to be done on Kelly Drive. It's unfortunate. I know that some of us, you know, are not going to be happy about that because at the end of the day, some of us know how to drive a couple miles over the speed limit and still move. Yes. However, the reality matter is that most people are driving 65 some 70 on Kelly Drive. Like, who does that? Right. So we have a lot of issues around that. So I, I think that. I think that is the step in the right direction. I'm glad that our our streets department, as well as our you know the folks over in the emergency uh, department and so forth, who work on these areas, um, work on this area, are finally working on it because it's more than important. Um, I also just want to share with you while we have a little bit more time left. Um, yesterday, Philadelphia City Council we passed a plastic bag ban officially. Um, it goes into effect. Um, pretty much not a plastic van van, excuse me. We have passed a, a new 15 cent fee uh, for consumers who need paper bags at retail stores. So we've already had um, a plastic bag ban. Now is a paper bag ban. Um, and this proposal was authored by uh, Councilman Mark Swillow, who's been an advocate for it. It's very hard to vote against this bill if you think about it technically, um, because at the end of the day, it's about the environment and you you know, you don't want to be considered a person, you know, Councilman Swilla is huge on environmental protection. Um, and you don't want to be considered a person who does not care about the environment in the city. Um, so that's, you know, it was really interesting how we all uh, decided to vote for that. Um, well, you know, let me, let me, uh, so this, this, <laughs> so I lived in Abington for years. 
Yes. Years the white folks have been walking around with their regular bags to put their groceries in, to go, <laughs> <laughs> to go put in their cars, to go go home. So we learned how to get our little bags. So we have bags in our cars, but for the the, per, the people that this is going to impact are the folks yes. who are least able to afford it. So how do we navigate around that? Do we offer them bags that they can use? Because the, even the bags that the reusable bags, they're charging a dollar, two dollars, yes. whatever. What yes. can we do? Is there a space where people can go pick up reusable bags, for instance, so that they don't have to incur the 15 cent per bag cost? Andrea, you're absolutely right. I think what needs to happen initially is that we need to find a way to, to help uh, some of our low income residents, you know, keep some of these more sturdy bags that and just like and educate them saying, hey, listen, you're going to accumulate fines, you know, fines like fees um, yeah. every 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 time you go to, um, you, you know, the market or somewhere because you don't have reusable bags. So it becomes one of those things where they have to bring like 10, 12 reusable right. bags with them yeah. consistently, something that you're not used to coming out the house with. And I think that that's actually one of the challenges that you're right. We need to take on as city council members as an education campaign, as well as um, helping them get uh, some of these reusable bags initially with the hopes that they can, you know, continue to use them. And this is what I, I try to, when this bill came up, I was really hesitant because I, I tried to educate some of these, you know, environmental activists about this and they like, well, listen, if you don't do this, this is going to be a huge impact on our, on our ozone and so forth. And, mm -hmm. and I was just like, oh God, you know, so at the end of the day, it's like a double edged sword, but I yeah. totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. And we also, as a city, we do a bad job in general, helping to educate people about the environment. That's what I was trying to get at. Right? We, we, just impose, we just impose these fines and these things on people. And the next thing you know, you know, folks are like, well, where did it? You don't tell people, you don't, you don't advertise. You don't say this is coming down the pike. You know, a yep. public service announcement. This is what's happening. If you don't want to pay the 15 cents per paper bag for your groceries, this is you carry your bags with you. We don't do that. We just throw the fines yep. up and well, then people go to the market and then here they they have to pay 15 cents a bag and then they're you, angry. But you, but you see, the thing is, you see people, this is why I'm on air now trying to educate folks on like how this works. Councilman Squilla lives in an area uh, and it's the second district where people are, there's a huge number of people who advocate for things like this, right? That's South Philadelphia, uh, more towards, I think, the rivers and so forth. And so if you think about it, like that's part of their world, whereas in our world, it's not, you know, they're not there yet. So, you know, he introduces a bill based off of what his residents want. And then it forces us to think about it more deeply because here's the reality. Our, where we live and other other places in the, in the city of Philadelphia, they're not they're not thinking about this. They're not ready. Some of them are not really prepared for this. And so um, it just becomes like you said, it becomes a challenge on us. And I think even we see young people, we see adults literally throwing trash on the ground out their window. We're doing a really bad job with educating people on environmental protection and we not got on, better. not only that as you're doing these public service announcements explain to them when you just drop the trash it goes down into the sewer when we have floods your houses are going to get flooded right the streets are going to be impassable that's all about the philadelphia water department has been working so hard to get people to understand that part of it right get yep. a rain barrel they give you a free free 
F-R-E-E rain barrel that captures a lot of that water. You see the trash outside, pick it up because it's going down into the drains and clogging up everything and going into the water sewage supply, the water system supply that we have to drink over time. Y'all, I don't know what to tell you. This, this stuff is near and dear to my heart. You gotta figure it out. No, we, we definitely got to figure out. You, you know, as you come on here, up the house, me thinking some things as well, because you're right, because it's, it's really important for us to think about how we're going to educate people on this issue. Yes. So it's yeah. beyond important. Uh, so I will add that to our checklist. Um, right. uh, then la- lastly, we had a bill approved Thursday required the city to create dedicated lactation spaces for city employees um, equipped with electrical outlets, a table and chair. This bill was authored mm-hmm. um, by council member Gat. Catherine Gilmore Richardson. Um, the ski mask bill also uh, went into law without Jim Kenney passing it. I mean, excuse me, signing it. Um, so that is that is done. Um, and then also we heard from um, Mayor Elect Parker as well as the presence of Councilman Bono, former council members, Bono Brown, Marina Cona Sanchez, and Helen Jim. Uh, they made special appearances. Uh, to say thank you to Council President Clark, uh, who who's retired. Um, and the next this is his last two weeks um, as a legislator. And so uh, those are the things that happened at Council yesterday. In addition to that, um, Councilman Isaiah Thomas has been uh, fighting and advocating for some likeness uh, for for college and high school students, uh, particularly to have uh, their likeness to be. Um, how do you say? Essentially, we we want to make sure that they 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 have more rights. And, and they monitor. So they can they monetize their likeness so they yes. get more money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, so we wanted to have a couple more protection uh, for them. So um, that's what happened as well on our council floor yesterday. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I am looking forward. This is a special election year for me. Um, and during this one year, um, we focused on, you know, I put together legislation to address nuisance businesses in the city of Philadelphia. Now, a nuisance business can be quickly shut down. Uh, we put together a lot legislation about legally tracked tra- tractor trailer parking. And then also we put together legislation to make it easier for speed cushions uh, to put around schools, rec centers, and now also senior centers. And um, so, you know, and then also the recent ski mask ban. I feel like, you know, I was able to do the best to listen to people and, and accomplish as much as we can. Um, but I'm looking forward to the new year, 2024, of having um, my first full term um, serving the residents of the ninth district. And I look forward to just really listening more and seeing what we can do. Um, this on my docket this year, I'm focusing on parenting. And what we can do to help strengthen the work of our of our parents uh, with their children, um, and I'm also going to be focused on educate other educational initiatives, infrastructure, and other quality of life things, so that we can get rid of bureaucracy and make it easier uh, for our residents to receive. Well, services. Let me start praying for you now. Put on the sackcloth <laughs> and ashes to get my knee ashy because I know that's going to, to to undo uh, levels of bureaucracy is not an easy thing to do, and. So I am grateful that you are there at least attempting to be the change that you want to see in city council. Because a lot of us run off at the lips and we just don't, don't we ain't running for nothing. Right, right, right. 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 So it takes a lot of guts to (laughs) run for these places, these spaces. And I have to also say to you, 2024 is going to be intense 
because it's a national election, AG election, all sorts of things oh going my on. Gosh. And so while you are hoping to pass through legislature, start praying because you can already see the rumbling happening in the country. People are gearing up and we're going to have some situations around here. So, and I just want to encourage people. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to quickly encourage people to understand that President Biden is not perfect. However, the alternative is worse. And so we got to be more thoughtful how we think about, you know, President Biden and, and support him, um, you know, because he actually he's been doing a lot of great work. Um, and there's some things we're going to disagree with him on. However, the alternative is going to get us in a lot, a lot of trouble. So it's time for us to to, to really unify. Well, even without the alternative, child, we're in trouble. Let let, let let's the church say Amen. Yeah. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays. Yes. Have a great New Year. Have a great I, New I think Year. I'll see you. I, no, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll fly see you the third about the third week of January. The third right. week of January. And all right. Inauguration, maybe. All right. All right. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.